2: Hello and welcome to our brand new podcast, made by Mummers. I'm Zoe Hardman and I'm Georgia Dayton, and we are back, uh, still talking, still discussing, and still covering all of the subjects related to motherhood. We're really excited to be here again, and we cannot wait for you to hear all of the chats taking place in this series. For those of you that don't know us, we met um, a few years ago when
3: we were pregnant, and now three kids later, and with one a bun in the oven, <laughs> it's cooking,
2: it's cooking it in is. there. Um, we've got more interesting subjects, topics that we're discussing, and all of the stuff that maybe perhaps you, you might be scared to talk about Yeah, you might be scared to talk yeah. about Well, we're here we're we're lifting off the lid <laughs> we've got some great guests this series so yeah sit back and let's get on with it so this week we are talking about motherhood which um as you and i both know and probably everybody listening is the best but the most scary moment of your life <laughs> when you're like holding your baby and you're like, oh shit, I've actually got to go home now and look after this thing. Um, nothing can prepare you for that moment.
3: No, absolutely not. And every day, no matter how old they are, um, it's still a challenge and there's always something to learn. So we're still learning, aren't we? Oh
2: my God, nick time. <laughs> and also I feel like... We are. We should be allowed to have the space to say, "Yes, my kids are amazing. I love them more than anything in the whole entire world." But being a parent is shit sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? it? Is.
3: Yeah. It like
2: is. I just feel constantly like we're not allowed to say how tough it is. Some days I get to the end of the day at seven o'clock and I fall into bed without collecting two hundred quid. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) without my get-out-of-jail-free card. I just, like, I want to be able to say that I'm finding it really hard. Like, at the moment, Luna is going through the terrible twos. That stage, I'm doubting myself every single day. Yeah, that's hard. Isn't it? And
3: everyone puts so much emphasis on not messing that bit up because it's so important. And you think, well... (laughs) Someone tell me what to do
2: then. Yeah, please.
3: <laughs> what's right and what's wrong? Where's have got the memo? no idea.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, you, yeah, exactly that. You, you really have to be careful with this bit because otherwise you can end up messing them up for life. Yeah, I know. Messing them up for life? <laughs> I know, oh, God. Exactly. So I also read
3: once that the things you say to your child when they're around like two, well, like one and a half to two, are the voices inside their head when they get older. Oh, great. <gasps> so if I ever send me bad to Axel I'm like but you're my handsome prince you're the best you're the strongest you're the fastest you're the bravest (laughs) that's amazing you do say that to him oh my god every night before he goes to sleep oh no but it's I mean he's one day going to turn around to me and go shut
2: up <laughs> <laughs> i'm your prince mummy yeah. or you will end up going to school saying <gasps> yeah, that's no, all she's she's it's i'm a little prince at home actually
3: <laughs> um, i'm the fastest <laughs> i'm the bravest i'm the handsomest i'm the strongest <laughs> handsomest isn't even a word but it is now oh it is uh, I, I give him all the is
2: so listen this week we're talking to somebody who um i've i've kind of i've been watching i've been watching my whole life on the box you know <laughs> in the world of music she is she's a real hero of mine I I really respect the woman that she is and she's going to lift the lid on all things being a mum in a very candid and honest way and I cannot wait to get into this chat. Come on, let's do it. So, we're really lucky on these podcasts because we do get the most incredible guests in the studio. But today, the, 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 the teenager, no, not today, the teenager inside me today is very excited because sitting opposite us, she is, of course, mum to two amazing little girls Luca, who is four, Nova, who is one. Uh, she is one half of the superpower couple, the Candies, but she was also <laughs> flicking neighbours. Oh, it's yeah. Holly Valance. Hi, girls. Lovely to be here. Do you like your intro? Uh, That was pretty good. That's the best one I've had in about a decade. That is a really good one. I've worked on that hard on the train coming
4: in this morning. Holly, are you well? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, I've managed a shower today. I have um, got some slap on and I'm not looking like a bedraggled, tired... Nacred mum. I can't imagine that you ever look like she that. She looks so polished. Yeah.
2: polished. You should have seen me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we are going to talk to you a lot about motherhood today, but I just Great. wanted to kind of touch on your past. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Neighbours. Um, let's talk about Australia. Let's talk about your acting quickly. Yeah. So
4: I was very young. I started on Neighbours when I was about 15, I think, when I went for the audition. I was still in high school um, and I, I was modelling at the time. I kind of thought I was just Oh, I'm going to get this. I've never done this before. And I got the job and I came home and I thought, oh God, what have I done? And I did get the job. It was three years. It was amazing. I'm still in contact most days with half the cast and crew because of good things like Facebook and da, da, da. And um, And then I left the show because I got into music and came over here when I was 18 to the UK and had a couple of years here. Flogging a couple of albums, um, which I found terrifying. Did you? And I, I loved the creative process. I loved being involved in the making of something and making of music or imagery in a video. Um, but I, I'm just not very good at being famous. I just it makes me really uncomfortable. So I left to the U. Uh, sorry, to the US, um, just to go and be a normal kid really and nobody knew me there so it was heaven so I did seven, eight years there before I met my husband.
3: So wow, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So when did you
2: leave the UK? And
4: I was 20 so I moved to LA when I was 20 and moved here the first time when I was 18 but now I'm back, full circle.
2: And it's 2009 you're sitting at a friend's dinner party and across the table yeah, is the actually, very Yeah, handsome... literally next to me. Done on
4: purpose? No, I don't think so. I think um, our friend just wanted us to sort of get a good fun group of people people together and um, and I had no idea who he was I'd been living in America like I've, you know I'm just goofing around town going to castings doing my jobs there And he was so fun and so lovely. And I just thought, what a nice man. I think I've met my new best friend in London when I come here. (laughs) Best friend. Cool. (laughs) And then I kissed him. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That night?
4: Yeah, later on that night. But we were out and dancing and partying and having a great time. Then I was like, damn it. And I fancy him. That's so annoying. I hate fancying people because it never happens. So then I was like, oh, that's annoying. One got, got one over me. Um, but I went back to the US um, a few weeks later to finish a film... And I thought, well, that was awesome. I've had so much fun. What a lovely guy. We'll stay in what touch. What a great kisser. <laughs> great kisser. We'll stay in touch. He was lovely. You know, I wasn't going like bunny boiler over it. And uh, and he said, oh, I'm going to come and see you. And I was like, yeah, uh, sure you will. And then five days later, he showed up on my set, you know, waving across the crew going,
2: oh, hi, wow. told
4: you. Hi, I'm this handsome English guy yeah. you snogged at dinner party last week. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and so he came out probably every weekend for like four months because I was working and it was trickier for me. And then I thought, well, he's making a real effort here. Maybe I should. And I'm a British citizen. So it's easier for me to move there than it would be for him to come to the US. And his businesses are obviously here. So I made the plunge. So after four months,
3: you... Yeah, I moved back here. I got an
4: apartment. Um, I did everything sort of, you know, sensibly. And I remember getting this flat and I never stayed in it. And... I thought, I've got to move in finally because I was always at his house and we were always out together and hanging out. We were like besties, that just two excited puppy dogs that love to do similar stuff. And then I said, right, I've really got to move into my flat this weekend. Let's take all my stuff over and get it all set up and ready. And then we did and he was grumpy and being all, (laughs) what's your problem, dude? And he says, well, you know, you've been living here for a little bit and it kind of works and this feels like a bit of a step backwards, doesn't it? And I said, well, yeah, but what do you want me to do about it? He said, well, I think you should just live with me. I was like, oh, "Oh, could you have told me that before? I paid six months' rent up front somewhere. (laughs) Um, So pretty soon after we repacked the bags and got back in the car and
2: went home. Oh, that's such a
4: nice story. Worked out how to sublet a flat. Yes. (laughs) On the sly. (laughs) Yeah, Is
3: (laughs) that legal? Yeah, let's not talk about that.
4: (laughs) Um, And now you've got two amazing little girls. Yes. So Luca came in uh, 2013 and she's now four, just about turned five, and Nova, a year ago, just turned one. And how are you finding being a mum? At the beginning with Luca, I thought it was absolutely terrifying. It's, I, <laughs> it's a weird way to describe it. It's like the best thing and the worst thing yeah. to ever happen <laughs> to you. And I know that sounds terrible, but... But it's, it's terrifying. Mm. And you're also bursting with love. Like you feel like your heart's going to explode. But you also don't know what you're doing. You're absolutely exhausted. You're fumbling around just trying to sort of survive. And I have to say that there was websites at the time, thank God, when I had Luca that I could get on and read other mothers' forums because mm. I thought I was a freak, the only one that was a dud that didn't know what to do. But it was so great. In the th- like middle of the night, 3 o'clock with sore boobs sitting in a chair, I would be on my phone, which is really naughty, but it was so lonely and isolating that I just needed to hear what other women had to say. Mm. So I really appreciate what you guys do now for other mums to hear a bit of reality and a bit of camaraderie together because it's the most isolating time of your life. You could be in a busy room, but you're so lonely. Mm.
3: Exactly. I mean, you can read all the books in the lead-up, can't you? But once you're in it, it's completely different. And also you're in a
4: physical state of being a bit broken, which I was, being absolutely exhausted. You can't even spell your name. In fact, I spelt her name Lucky down the um, phone to a doctor one night. And he goes, so her name's Lucky. I'm like, no, her name's Luca. (laughs) L-U-C-K-Y. You know, you just, you've gone basically mad. Um, So it's a really tricky time to navigate the first time. Second time was a little bit easier. um, And I've learned a few lessons along the way. So I kind of prepared for that a bit better. (laughs) Georgia
2: and I discuss this all the time that... You know how you can, like you've just touched on, how you can love your baby so much, and I just want to say that this is not the case for everybody. So no. somebody that's listening to this might think, well, I had a great time and I love my life, yeah. but I loved my baby so much, but I hated my new life yeah. because I couldn't. Um, that's a bit strong, but I was, I was, I was scared by my new life because yeah. I couldn't get my head around how to look after this baby. I it had was so a feeling scary. of grief, which mm. is a
4: weird thing to have when somebody's just been born, and I feel like I was grieving my old self. Mm. Holly is sort of gone and now I'm just someone's food source. Mm. And it was a really strange thing to. And now if I occasionally go out with the girls, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mm. have something to contribute at a dinner. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we do spend the entire night talking about children and, you know, husbands. But... Um, You know, you are still there under it all. It's just you have to find yourself again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and you
3: have to get to know the new you as well. Yes. Because I think Zoe and I both both say that we have changed since having a baby and it's kind of just being okay with that Um, and not grieving the old you too much knowing that she's still there and you can still be funny you can still do those things but actually being okay with being I don't
4: want to go back
2: yeah it's just working how to do it all in a different way exactly but it is the biggest shock of your life yeah I mean let's you know people don't talk no no people don't talk about this enough no and I was having a conversation with one of my best girlfriends who's just had a baby this was a few days ago and she said I'm terrified all the time nobody Mm. warned me about how frightening this would be yeah. because it, it is a massive deal yeah you know you're looking it is isn't it, it is
3: it's such a big deal i think you don't realize until you this first night at home when you're not in the hospital surrounded by me no one else to ask anything. and you suddenly realize <laughs> oh my god this is my yeah. responsibility yeah and no one else is going to do this for i used me. to be
4: petrified because my mum came to stay with us and if mum said she's going out for a few hours or she's gonna every time she left i had this Feeling of dread, but it was actually really good for me to be with the baby alone because I got a bit of courage and a bit of confidence. So, you know, if my husband went away, which he goes away a lot, I would just think, oh God, it's just me and her. But when he'd come back, I'd be so much better than when he'd left because it's almost like I found the way I can do it by myself. Also not, nice not having to consider anyone else's anything and just looking after the baby. But it is terrifying. I don't want to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but literally the last day I relaxed was the day before Luca was born. Mm. And i probably never, ever relax again. I said to my mum, does this get easier? And she's mm. like, well, little people, little problems, big people, big, big problems. problems. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, fab. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> I'm already years. <laughs> freaking out about
2: getting into cars with people and, you know, worrying yeah. about that. So, um, And you just mentioned that your husband does go away a lot. Now, people might yeah. look onto your life and think, you know, charmed existence and they don't have to worry about a lot of things, but your husband goes away and he has to work and yeah. you have to handle it on your own. I mean, he works seven days a
4: week. He'll be working Christmas Day. He worked on the day we <laughs> practiced our vows with the um, priest. He took a call in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the blackberry was still on the pot. Got to take this. Sorry, guys. I'm like, we're at the altar <laughs> rehearsing <laughs> our wedding. <laughs> so that's who I married. I know that. Um, and yeah, it is tricky But I have a lot of help. I've got, you know, a housekeeper. I've got somebody that changes the sheets and does the laundry. That's amazing. But it would never take away from the intensity of looking after your children, which are your most prized, precious things in your life. And so with that comes this incredible sort of stress, which is tiring. I think if I was looking after somebody else's kid, because I just think being a nanny, like, why would you do that? (laughs) I just say, I agree. So I've only in the last five months hired somebody. And I just say to her, I have no idea why you would do this mm. for a job. It's so hard. And she's like, well, you're emotionally attached. There's a different feeling to it. Every time they go, eh, my, every cell in my body wakes up and goes, what do they need? Are they hungry? Are they hurt? Whereas I think if you're not related, maybe it is easier. Mm. I think I could look after someone's kid and be like, Nah, she's fine. Yeah, eat the banana off the floor. You're good. <laughs>
3: feel like I'm like that anyway. No you are Georgia you're absolutely amazing. I'm now like that
4: Nova had blackberries on the floor What in a originally in little bowl this morning until they were across the floor and then i was like that's eh, uh, just
2: floor. eat yeah, it don't
3: i found a bit of toast in actually the <laughs> toy room the other day i don't know how long it's been there and he just picked it up and started eating it and i was like oh i don't know
4: if you should Listen, be the there's the green no mold on it it's fine exactly. not green it's
2: fine <laughs> so you've got one amazing girl and then you decide right it's time to go for another baby how does life yeah. change for you from one to two Well, i learned my lesson the first time not being fit throughout the
4: pregnancy um, I'd just gotten married, didn't think it was going to happen as easily. And as my mum said, oh, God, I could just be in a room with one and I'd be pregnant. And I was like, oh, mum. Yeah, <laughs> I was that girl too. Wow, that's So incredible. it happened quite quickly. And I was very lucky that I didn't really do much trying. Um, but I wasn't really expecting it to happen. I thought, oh, this is going to take me a year, maybe a year and a half, um, which is more regular, I yeah. think. Yeah. And um, it happened quite quickly. So I was like, oh, God. I don't feel like I'm grown up enough to be a married, let alone a mum. But I was like, I'm going with it, you know. And I, with Nova, made a real conscious effort to make sure that I was at the gym pretty much every day, keeping my fitness because it meant for a much easier birth and it just meant for a less nauseous, less like just feeling shocking Mm. for the entire pregnancy. I felt pretty bad with Luca. I had very bad SPD. I don't know if you guys talk about that on the show. It's a pelvic disorder where your relaxin in your body is so high Mm. that you can just like, pop a hip out, or, you oh, know. We haven't do, spoken
3: to anyone about this. No, at it's all.
4: excruciating. So, you're almost by the end of the pregnancy on crutches, and I've had girlfriends that have been on crutches. So, I, I could barely walk towards the end. Um, so, the second time I wanted to get really fit, I was doing my heaviest weightlifting nine months pregnant. I was at the gym five days before no I had wow. Nova because, listen, I don't make the same mistake twice. I really screwed up with Luca. I was just sitting around, tired, miserable, just a bit, just not with it, exhausted and not busy enough, whereas this time I was looking after someone already. So I was, you know, crazy busy. School runs straight to gym, get my bit out of the way and then home to do everything else. Um So I managed to have a much better pregnancy second time around. Mm -hmm. And the births? The births, the first birth was pretty straightforward. Um, I was very lucky. I had two natural births. Um, I think the aftermath of a natural birth is something that, People don't talk about enough, and, and women that have cesareans often say, I feel like I didn't, you know, get to experience that. Didn't I'm like, listen, girl, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing star jumps. I can't do those. <laughs> Did I don't you want have to laugh too hard or sneeze too hard? Did you, you know, have tears? And- yeah, I had an episiotomy the first time, which was possibly the worst thing that's ever happened to I've me. I've had, had one. yeah. 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 <laughs> and the healing from that, I mean, I was on tramadol for weeks afterwards, which is a disgusting drug that I just. Oh, hated having to take, but I was in that much pain. Just standing to change a, na- a nappy mm. was uh, tears streaming down my face. It was horrendous. Remember the first
2: time you have to go for a wee after a pe- an episiotomy? Petrifying. Petrifying. Are, the, the pain, the burning. Nobody told me that you won't be able to sit down. No. Yeah, like for two weeks, I should have got one of those rubber rings to sit on
4: so everything. Did you get one? Mum was telling me, you know, of all the things that she experienced, which was the sits bath, which you put over the... Um, toilet bowl and you pour in, you know, Epsom salts and things, you just sit there a few times, they just have some warmth. They tell you not to have a bath and a hot bath straight afterwards. But to be honest, I probably went five or six days and my body was saying, you need to soak in hot water with magnesium flakes or Epsom salts. The day that I did that, there was a turning point. It was like something about circulation or something that really helps, so, although I wasn't meant to because I was still healing, obviously. And it's clean, fresh water. I'm not going in a local pool. Well, no, I had loads yeah. of baths afterwards. I didn't I, listen to that. That, that really yeah. helped. And um, this time one of the um, nurses at the hospital said tea tree oil and things uh, just to do it, something natural that's keeping things clean mm. and healing fast. So between Epsom salts and lots of tea tree oil, Nova was much easier, tiny tear, begged the doctor, please don't cut me, I would rather tear than you ever cut me again. Just just let me do whatever my body does and it was so much better. Was it? But I think Luca was, his heartbeat was going a little bit funny towards the end um, of my first birth so I think that was a reason why he needed to get her out then and there. But I'm one of those bastards that... Luca was thirty minutes of pushing, and Nova was thirteen.
3: <laughs> if You're like me. I have really
4: small babies, <laughs> oh. though. Nova was at full term, five pounds
3: thirteen. <gasps> oh, Tiny. Gosh. I thought Tiny. they'd mucked up the
4: the um, date of uh, the due date. I just thought that's just not possible. She's she's so small, but she was really only four days. And early were you or induced? Yes. Yeah. Yep.
3: Induced at full term? or Yeah, at full term, yeah. So
4: my doctor doesn't like to go over. He just says it just creates problems when babies get too big. Um, I've got so many girlfriends in Australia now it's a bit wacky over there, if you ask me, and they're a little bit militant with the breastfeeding thing, which I'm not really for. I'm for whatever the mum needs because yeah. a happy mum means a happy baby. We talk about this uh, as Yeah, well. exactly. Music to our ears. Get leave yeah. yeah. mum's backs. Just yeah. let them do what they need to do. I've got one girlfriend that breastfeeding. She is repulsed by, can't talk about it, can't watch another mother doing it. She's got three children. She just said, I'm a formula girl. And she now goes in when she has her babies and just says to the nurse, don't even bother. I won't be breastfeeding. This is what works for me. And... Her babies are all, or now boys, are all super strong, fit, lovely, intelligent, you know, regular people. Yeah, I, I mean, think of course. you just
3: know, don't you, what's right. Yeah. I mean, I tried to breastfeed for a while. We've spoken about it before. Um, and Axel was a different baby as soon as I put him on formula. And everything calmed down. Yeah. It, it was obviously just the right thing for Nova us to do. Nova
4: was lactose intolerant. Allergic to her mother. I'd never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to come on to this because this is an interesting topic. That was like, no, surely not. That's not normal. And covered in a rash, wheezing with um, sort of like an asthmatic wheezing and very, very upset tummy, either very constipated or diarrhea, nothing in between. And so, yeah, it was just really tricky trying to work that out. So this is Nova. This is your second baby. So that that was Luca. That was Luca. Yeah. So that was quite terrifying. A baby that doesn't want to A, eat or B is getting sick from you. Okay. So just t- talk us through how that started. What were the first so signs? She just, I mean, I could have fed England. These Hooters were.
0: <laughs> <bloody>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was not my problem. I know that's some other ladies' problems and, and that's just normal as well. Um, but that one wasn't my problem and I just thought, oh, of course it's my luck, the kid that doesn't want to eat and I'm literally like <laughs> <laughs> going through four T-shirts a day. And um, and it was actually reading mum's forums and things about her side effects and, and her feeding and just trying to work out the – what I had in common with certain babies feeding and it seemed to be this lactose intolerance. So I even went to my paediatrician and said, I think she's this. Oh, it would be very unlucky. It's very, very uncommon for it to be this. I said, I just think it is. It's just it, I just feel that it is. And eventually we got to the bottom of it and that's what it what, what was What were her really. symptoms? Um, again, either very, very bad diarrhoea and very gassy or just absolutely constipated and a terrible rash all over yeah. her face. Her breathing sounded very really
2: bad. Um, what else? I have to go back and Was this from birth as well? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, and how much milk and dairy did you have in your diet? Um
4: not great dear I don't really have milk I only drink coconut milk I, I like cheese and things but not majorly I took all those things out for a week to test it because every and made absolutely no difference, no difference. whatsoever right. I think humans have the highest
2: level of lactose well, it takes six weeks to get out of your body they say
3: which six weeks when you've just had a new yeah baby, who is? Has six weeks <laughs> I don't have six minutes yeah no.
2: um, so
4: what did you do so we ended up putting her on a different formula well, or a formula I should say, um, Nutramagen, which also wasn't enough. Mm. I needed to go on AA, which is even more hydrolyzed and hypoallergenic. It's like the top tier with, I think, Neocate. Oh, my God, it's so expensive. I know. And I don't really use the NHS very much unless that's my only option because I, I can afford to go private and I don't like to use my free prescription of that stuff when it could go to a mum that really needs it. So I can get those things free on the NHS, but i choose not to. Um, Also, Amazon's in bulk and that's much easier than getting (laughs) two tums at a time. Um, But we started her on that. Another perhaps controversial thing is we tummy slept her because we also discovered that there was probably a lot of silent reflux going on. And from about two or three weeks of age, I put her on her tummy, and put her crib up on an angle so her head was slightly higher. Um, between that and the nutramigen, and then eventually um, a which was it was like another child. Mm. This child just all of a sudden, within a day or so, was drinking 120 mils after only
2: having 20 mils. Wow! So, meal. so I'm going to jump in here because you and I have got very very similar babies so we have been on exactly the same journey with our with me with kit and you and that was with luca wasn't it yeah um so again this is a very controversial subject it's tummy sleeping so i wanted to talk to you about this today because i think it is important to kind of highlight that this was a choice this goes against the nhs guidelines
3: yeah it does you
2: know it really does so it's a very personal choice we haven't talked about it on made by Mamas before but i know that a lot of mothers are doing it in reflux babies i am one of them you are one of them. Now I we slept Nova on her tummy yeah. from day
4: one, and yeah. she wasn't initially. Um, but I, it just feels more natural to me. I've had um, what do you call it? The baby alarm. You've got an yeah. you've got a sensor underneath. The baby yep. sensor. Um, she's got a camera in there. You know, I've got a thermostat. You know, if things are. Fairly controlled. She's in the next room to me. I can hear every whimper. Mm. And obviously at the beginning we were all together. Um, and you've seen, you you saw her being able to lift her head up. From day one, the side. Yeah, she crawled up my body. Mm. From the day I gave birth, she was um, on my tummy. And I remember her etching her way up into my neck in the night because I, I just couldn't let go of her. It was just too mm. exciting. Mm. The nurse would come in Where where <laughs> is she? Oh, she's just here. Um... Basically, uh, they're born with that strength. You can feel how strong they are inside you. Mm. It's something that I think atrophies after being put on your back for months yeah, and months. Exactly. And I don't have a floppy baby. From day one, I could show you a video on my phone of her at five days, lifting her head up, looking around, and then switching sides. Mm. And that's something I think babies are usually born with. Um, but because of the guidelines here, and the guidelines aren't everywhere, actually, Um we're told because of sins to put them on their back also swaddle my kids do not like swaddling (laughs) apps and I panic when I think about the feeling yeah me too my, mine was like Houdini. Whatever, however <laughs> I wrapped her up, the hand would come out, some Axel little spindly hand. was the hand. same.
3: I, I just, I've swaddled him on the first night and then I checked him like a few hours later and he was completely out, out of it. And I was thinking, I can't try again. <laughs>
4: nope,
0: That's how strong out. they are. <laughs>
3: and you think, yeah, no, this isn't happening. Yeah,
0: so
4: I did tummy sleeping in a little bassinet the, with the monitor underneath and then tuck in the sides, the blankets down the sides, so they're quite snugly. There's a bit of pressure on their back mm. and then their hands are up and they can move their head around and, you know, breathe and there's no um, blankets just loose around yeah. them. It is yeah. snugly all around. And she's obviously, I'm watching it like a hawk all night as well. But I just felt like it was just so much better mm. and it changed Luca's everything very very quickly and from nova i just did it from the beginning because it just something just said this is more natural
2: now where did you get because we've also had the same amazing person in our lives yes can we talk about Alison? yeah absolutely so i was given a book when i first had lukey um
4: by a girlfriend and it was Alison scott wright's book the sensational sleep baby sleeping plan yeah and at the front page she'd written Alison's mobile number. (laughs) She said, call her if you get into trouble. And I thought that was the best present ever. And I sort of had it lying around and I flicked over everything. And I thought, right. I obviously wasn't doing a very good job of things. I thought, I think I need some help. And I thought, oh, I've got this lady's number. And we got in touch and she was amazing. She was able to come within probably the week or something. And I think she stayed with us five nights with uh, Luca. She came twice with Luca, actually, because we had two separate things to sort of sort out. And um, it was pretty mind-blowing. Mm. And I think it also helps having someone that's detached who can really look at things objectively, whereas you're, I'm attached. So, I, you know, every yeah. whimper, I'm like, oh, is it pain? Is it... And she's like, no, that's just a noise. That's mm. a noise. Mm. You know, and learning the zero to ten... Barometer of cries, which is a big one that I still use. She was like, Rate this cry right now. I'm like, Oh, that's an 11. She's like, Yeah, that's a three. (laughs) (laughs) Because you need to rethink this like it's not your child. There's certain times to go in to get a child out of bed, it's really distressed. There's certain times where that's exhaustion, Mm. give them a minute. They just need to fall off to sleep. Don't mm. go in there and now wake them up. And then they're extra exhausted and then the hyperactivity starts because I thought mine was screaming. It was, it was so awake. It needed to be awake more. And it's mm. like, no, that's exhaustion. And when Alison came, she showed me, no, that's absolute exhaustion. It comes out in hyperactivity. Mm.
3: And is this kind of stuff that you don't know, especially oh, the is, first uh, time around? I
4: <laughs> thought I was going to ace it. I've got, like, I'm the eldest of eight kids, right? Oh, and I've been gosh. around kids the whole time and I was like, Pfft, This is going to be a cinch. (laughs) Oh, my God, I (laughs) choked. Yeah, I was just terrible.
2: Well, because every baby is so different. Every baby throws up different kind of problems. And you know what? If you are lucky enough to be born with, in inverse of commas, the perfect little baby that does what you want and sleeps when you want and breastfeeds like the dream, then that is great. And God, I'm so happy if that is you, if you're listening and that is you. But you know what? There's a lot of us that it doesn't happen to you. Yeah, I
3: mean, most of the time people have hiccups. I mean, I, I didn't have any problems with Axel like you guys did with reflux as bad, but he did have reflux at the beginning. Yeah. and he had to go on to... Um, Ranitidine. No, what are those oh, Gav- called? Gaviscon, Gaviscon. Infant Gaviscon. Yeah. And luckily that was
4: enough. That's so good. Yeah. We, we had to work it, yeah, yeah, our yeah. way up. Yeah, exactly. Gaviscon, Ranitidine, yeah. why would you give a liquid to a reflux baby? Oh, and God. it's mint flavoured and it's a newborn. <laughs> Possibly the, st- <laughs> sorry, stupidest medicine I've ever heard <laughs> of. But Omeprazole was the one in the end, yeah. which is an yeah. nexium for babies.
3: But even to get amazing. to that took me like six visits to the doctor yeah that's the thing isn't it that you know you have mother's instinct
4: you know when something's not right I just sort of started demanding things (laughs) I was like no I know this is it please just give it to me if I'm wrong I'll stop it and then of course trying the ranitidine and things I was like this isn't going to work it's a mint flavored liquid for Mm -hmm. a baby that wants milk sweet stuff and it's a liquid and that My baby keeps throwing things up, so why would I be able to keep that down? Mm. Um, So that just didn't work. So I ended up, again, reading mums, talking and saying the end result seems to be MUPS or Losec, which is Omeprazole. And and then once, you know, uh, it's a tiny little tablet, dissolved it in three tea drops of water and mix it with a little bit of baby rice or something, just slowly get it in. Um, And that was
2: just like life changing yes life changing for me everything that you're saying I went through with you a completely different baby sleeping through the night you know weaning really well now drinking all of his milk not crying out in pain he's the most happy chilled lovely little baby and thank goodness but I think the message and I think maybe this is what you're saying as well is that you you, you've got that mother's instinct you know if there's something up with the baby and reflux is really hard to diagnose especially silent reflux but you know a there's no blood test there's no No,
4: thing that looking at it's, it's, it's an observation of several things mm. and they and don't, don't just cry no and no. that's what I
3: mean and any mums having like issues at the start especially y- you do just have to trust your instinct and it's not you doing a
4: bad job it's mm. actually just there might be something wrong yeah. that needs to be you fixed you to trust it a bit more and yeah. also not get bossed around like I know with girlfriends that I'm on um, WhatsApp to, you know, to Australian god awful midnight hour over there that have just had little ones that are just like, you know, the nurse comes tomorrow. She can be so angry with me because I'm not, she's, you know, she's not eating, she's throwing everything up and I, I don't know if my boobs can take it. And da, da, da. I've said, well, then don't. Yeah just try something else. She's like, oh, but they, they're really heavy here. And I'm like, well, that's disgraceful. You're in your most vulnerable time, you're most emotional, you're most mm-hmm. isolated. And you've got someone standing over you telling you, no, there isn't an option when there is. Mm-hmm. And, and, it should only about be about healthy baby and keeping mum happy and healthy. Mm. The baby is screwed if you you're suffering. Mm. How can a child prosper if their mum, their number one person that's supposed to be caring for them, teaching, looking after them, is struggling? Mm. So I just think there should be so much more focus on mums. Um, you know, in China, they make <laughs> you sit. For forty yeah, days and drink tea <laughs> while cousins and aunties come in, bring you tea and br- deliver the baby for a quick feed, then take it back out because you get too tired. Go yeah, and
3: have a rest. And you're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed for, like, to do anything. Months. What? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like really cared for.
4: As Everybody as well. has to come <laughs> and look after you. Someone to bring me tea. Rally look around me. you, and that's like amazing. I, I'm here without my tribe. My tribes in Australia, so I. I think in hindsight, I wish I'd had Luca in Australia just because I would have all my sisters, my Mm. aunties, my cousins, even just having someone up the road to just walk past and have a cup of tea with in the day. Just somebody to take, to make a little thing in your day. Mm. Um, Because when there's no one else there, it's so lonely Mm. and it's boring. Mm. Like it's not, Mm. you know... Exciting, like call a spade a spade. It's there's absolute sheer love, heart bursting, chest bursting love, but it can be really bloody boring sometimes. Mm. You know how much friggin' wiggles can I take? (laughs) How many times around the park can I walk
2: today? (laughs) (laughs) And you do you do realise how quickly it goes though? I I mean, it's like people say, oh, it's just a phase, it's just a phase, and you think, well, I'm in this hell right now, and the baby won't sleep, and did it, but then suddenly you are out of it, and then you're in this whole other you know, the next six months. This too shall pass. I keep thinking because Nova's in quite a feral stage right now. Um,
4: She's out of her violent stage which is nice so I haven't come in with scabs all over my face today (laughs) from scratching and gouging. We're over that. Great. Um, There's just a lot of yelling at the fridge now, ransacking of drawers. Uh, I've never gone through so many drawer stopper opening appliances in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My husband can't get into anything so he can't work them out. Um, But yeah, every Everything is a phase mum keeps saying just write it out write it out mm. and then the next one starts and you go oh god that makes that one look easy <laughs>
3: <laughs> and how do they get on how do the two girls
4: get on? amazing um the first few weeks was terrible luca was madly in love with her new sister but devastated at the same time very cross with me and i thought oh my god i've ruined her life what have i done And she, you know, didn't understand having to lower her voice or be a little bit quiet when, you know, the baby's sleeping. Like, the baby wouldn't have even woken up at that point. You're so like, don't wake the baby! (laughs) Um, And she was terrible, very cross, very upset, but then would go and kiss her and love on her, but then be very upset with me. She was very hurt by it, I think. And I can't imagine how that felt. It's like my husband bringing home another woman going... Well, I love her, just love her, (laughs) you know, (laughs) join in. And it probably feels that way to another child. So I tried to be as um, careful with her as possible, read lots of books sort of touching on the subject, talk about it a lot. You know, do you feel jealous right now? That's natural. That's fine. Mummy loves you absolutely still and even more so now. Mm. Um, So we got through it and now she's fantastic, very helpful, very kind, very patient because Nova is... She's my little ruffian bruiser. <laughs> that's She's such- usually walking that's around cute. with a clump of Luca's hair in her. And <laughs> so does
3: Nick feel like left out because there's three girls to he him? He
4: suits women.
3: Oh, okay, that's yeah, good.
4: he's like he's like if I have a girls' lunch, he's like, oh, should I pop in to say hi?
2: <laughs> no, like- no, we're good. <laughs> thanks anyway.
4: (laughs) He's like, yeah, but you know, I love a girl's lunch. She just likes being centre of all the girls. So he's quite happy in a house full of of women. It it suits him. He also likes shopping and Manicures and things, so it's perfect. What was he going to do with daughters? Because I'll be the one taking them to karate and football. <laughs> yeah, and when you have any more, absolutely not. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, this shop is shut. Yeah, you're done. I, I'm very grateful. I've got two healthy kids. I feel like the luckiest person on the planet, and I, I'm just like, this is always a nice car, this is always a good seat in a restaurant. This is always good. Theater tickets. Yeah. When you start going five, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're
2: properly outnumbered. I yeah, always exactly. think that being yeah. outnumbered is an important mm. one. Yeah. Why would you outnumber yourself with children? Like <laughs> you've got to be able to tag team one yeah. on one, one on one. Right. The I'm they're from they're a big that. You
4: think I'd want four thousand of them? But maybe mm. that's why I don't. I'm like, no, just keep it quiet, guys. <laughs> what do you just do, just do for you? The house. Um, very little. But gym has become something that I have to, have to do for my mental health. Mm. Um, My husband doesn't understand why I get really quite upset if I say, no, but I needed to do this today. I just needed the 45 minutes. Because it keeps me up, Mm. keeps my energy up, it keeps my mood up. I feel good. I've got to have the endorphins going. I've got to be fit and good for the girls and for myself. Um, But that's just one thing that I really, really have to, like, I panic a little bit if I can't get to the gym, Mm. which, you know, does happen. Like, I, I also just hurt my ankle recently. So I've had probably a month of not going and I've been trying to keep calm Do a lot of reading instead, just do something for
2: my mind. Because I think it can be dangerous not to look after you it's so important whatever you do to get those endorphins going we, yeah. we love our exercise that's yeah. how we that's how we bonded and that's how we've sort of created this business really we're sitting in the gym on the treadmill you know yeah, cross chatting, trainer squatting yeah. whatever we were doing just chatting yeah. away but you know whatever it is a walk in the park if you can't get to the gym 20 minutes in your living room Yeah, whatever. I you do YouTube yeah. in my bathroom exactly. I've got a
4: little set of um, weights in the bath, and I've got one of those those hideous um, circles that you put your feet on. That slide. oh yeah, the di- oh, we call them the discs yeah. of
2: doom. Oh, God,
1: I have Discs of doom. Got
4: those, yeah. <laughs> and then I just put a YouTube on yeah. of an arm workout or a leg workout or a bum workout or something, even if it's just twenty minutes, mm. and I find it makes my day better. Mm. So you know, when my friends are saying I can't get out of the house, I used to feel like that, and then I've now worked out ways of. Trying to find <coughs> some way of doing that little thing. It is possible. We've all got smartphones now. Surely the baby's asleep for twenty minutes, and I, I know other people have to go do the washing, prepare the next meal, all go those to things sleep as well.
3: But sleep. also priorities. I'd much rather have an hour to myself in the gym than have a tidy house.
4: I agree. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree.
2: Well, Leave it, messy. Like, Who gives?
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you no, know, get your other half to do it. And He comes home, <laughs> works a freaking holiday. Yeah, yes. work is the easiest. I, I, if i was going to work every day it would just be so easy and yeah. nice <laughs> yeah
2: no i agree with you when my husband yeah. comes back from like if we, we're tag teaming at the moment so we're kind of doing three days each with yeah. the kids and then you know all four and three and when he comes back in from work i'm always the one to be like help me help yeah. me i've had an amazing day with him but i'm exhausted can you help yeah. me do this can you and i don't let him tell relentless. me about his day because i know that he's actually had a holiday like and you weed, said. Alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. weed alone yeah he's weed alone
4: And ate when he was hungry and didn't have to break half of it off and then get out of the carpet and then (laughs) chase it up the stairs. Uh,
2: And he doesn't have poo on his... Fingernails.
4: Yeah. And sat on their
3: own while they're travelling to the office. Oh, yeah. lovely. To think about
2: anything you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all daydreaming about that now. <laughs> what's that going to be? I can't wait to get on the train later and yeah. just do exactly that. Um, what's coming up next for you? So, kids
4: are done. Let's career. I've Where got, are we? I'm, I'm a bit reluctant to get too involved with things because once I do a project, it's, you know, a six to eight to 12 week commitment if I'm shooting and it's not going to be in my hometown. So for the job that I usually do, which is film and TV work, I'm just a bit nervous at the moment. I'm not very good at leaving them yet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I can probably have – I went to Nairobi two weeks ago for three days for some charity work. That's about all I can muster time away from the girls at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have an upcoming film that will probably happen next year in Australia with any luck. Um, and again, they've sort of made a deal they could shoot me out in two weeks or so. So that's I have to make these sort of deals with whoever I am going to work with because I just can't be that far away from them. Mm, that's lovely at a time. though. it freaks me out. I don't get to go somewhere up the road and then come back. Yeah, my jobs are always weird will be like, right, you're shooting in
2: Budapest for the next three months. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can't do that. No. Absolute pleasure well, yeah, to have you. you. Thank you
4: for having me, girls. I love the way
2: you've spoken today. Really honest, really true. And I really hope that it's Sorry helped. If there's a lot of beeping. <gasps> oh, and things before
3: you I go, swear. we yes. love talking about products. <gasps> oh. So, as a new mum, what would be your top five products okay. that you say to buy?
2: Mmm.
4: So <sighs> There's, there's this star. Um, is it the Aiden and Anais yeah. star that I have in the, both girls' rooms just because temperature freaks me out. And when you've just given birth, you're so hot or cold, you're not really reading real temperature. Um, so that one's good for in the night. Also, you can um, do your breastfeeding uh, patterns on it. There's a left and a right button because I remember feeding Luca once <laughs> five times on my left thinking... Yeah, it's so the left again, and then looked in the diary. I was like, "No, it's not you, idiot!" Because <laughs> you can't remember. You just can't can remember you? anything. No. You're too tired. So that's a really good one. Um, what are the other things I love? But must be my absolute favorite nappy cream because the other one seems super harsh to me and drying. Mm. So that one I think we use more in Australia. I don't know if that's yeah, big. we Yeah. Say. Yeah, um, I'm a bit. Silly with nappies, I'm a bit of a lunatic with dryness and odour, and I ship my nappies from Australia. Do you? Because they just have the best. Huggies, Australia is something different. They're not good in America, and they're not particularly good here, and I want to know why they make them differently here to the Aussie ones. Anyone working at Huggies? (laughs) I have written to them and and asked the question, why are they so different? Um, Yeah, so that's a bit of a a naughty one because the postage costs more than the nappies. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things like I would rather this than shoes or something nice for myself. This is worth it. This is my peace in the night that i know she's not lying there in cold
2: wee yeah because i'll be honest with you and I, I don't know if you had this with axel but every single morning that i get kit up he doesn't wake up from it yeah he's wet through yeah
3: really can't last
2: the night but he goes for 12 hours but the the pampers the that i'm using hours. yeah oh, he, can't get, too long. he can't get he can there are it. different
3: grades of pampers though i only realized this recently
2: three yeah, plus or whatever there's
3: no 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 like um different cut different kind of packets are like more premium than the than other ones
4: they shouldn't be they should all be premium right i need to check that out because i
3: i worked this out the other day because i I buy pull-up things now um and i bought some other ones and they were completely different and just didn't last as long as the other ones that i buy right then i realized find
2: a good one
4: here i have to say
2: (laughs) okay i'm on the case the other oh here's a good one okay this is a big
4: one so novi was very sick a couple of weeks ago with something called roseola i don't know if it's a a known about thing here and the only reason why it came up she had a 40 degree temperature for two days which is quite frightening and the doctor mm. came in the middle of the night otherwise I was driving down to A&E um, and he said if we don't get this temperature down soon we need to take her into A&E this is a very dangerous temperature to have and I just thought well, she's vomiting up the cowpole. She hates cowpaw and Nurofen, and how do you get that into them when they need it desperately to get a temperature down? And he said, "Well, I'm going to give you some suppositories of um, paracetamol." And I just thought, oh, "I can't do that. That's going to be excruciating. It's only such a little bottom. How am I going to do that? Oh, this is not a thing here, Europe." My French friends, my German friends are like, that's all we use. What, they just shut up the bum? Yes. <laughs> shut so out the bum. Well, I mean, it's delicate, more it's delicate tiny little wax bullet, right? You, you pop it out. He got them for me in the middle of the night. And you sort of warm it in your hands for a second. And just like you're holding their legs up to change a nappy, and you just put it in their bottom and then... Well, use a pinky finger to just push it in far enough that it will stay in and just hold their bottom for a second within five minutes it was working she didn't bat an eyelid didn't notice it had even happened because you're obviously being very gentle and they're very small and it's just not a big deal
2: um can you buy them over the counter
4: over the counter are they called they're called i'll tell you the name i'll have to write it down for you it's um let me, let me get the well, note We put it in the for. show notes. Yeah. <coughs> it, it was major. So it's basically just paracetamol suppositories. And my German girlfriend, who I was texting in the middle of the night, was like, oh my God, why do you not know about this? This is what we all use Oh, here. we didn't know about it. How them? do you get a kid that's vomiting and really ill to hold down oral medication? This is why we use this. It goes in straight away and it stays in their body and you can start controlling terrible temperatures. Um, the other part of that is that While she had this 40 degree temperature, I thought the only time I've ever known about this was when Lukey had a similar temperature in LA once and a few days later broke out in the most horrific rash on her torso. And that turned out to be roseola, which starts with two or three days of extreme temperatures, and then the rash, which is the virus, is coming out of the body now and the rash comes, then you kind of like you're over the hump. But that was quite scary the first time because you think rashes, oh, my oh, God, yeah. we yeah. need to yep. get to the emergency room. But when the rash came this time, I remember going, oh, it was roseola. Okay. I did still take her to the doctor that day to double-check my theory, and he agreed, yes, it was. So that's another one that people don't really know about here, I think. I don't know, maybe it's got a different name or maybe it's just not common here. It's just a virus, mm. um, but it's a very scary virus and it's kind of over and done with in five or six days. Right. Yeah. Um, what about like a white noise machine, anything like that? I've, I had the little go sleep or whatever it was for their ears that Ooh. you just lay on, like when you're holding them, you can lay it on it will play yeah. whale noises. It's from, from growth. Nice. We love Yes, grows. yes. Yeah, we Grover, do love that. Yeah. And the other thing is we've got um, iPads in our bedrooms that can sort of, control the tv and the lights and things all sort of integrated so i would end up putting a bit of white noise on that yeah sometimes which does really help another one which might be a bit controversial for you is um i'm i have been doing tattoo removal for the last few years (laughs) where um, are we going with this extremely excellent (laughs) decisions i made as a teenager and Basically, I use this cream called Emla, which is a, um, a lidocaine, I suppose, or a, a something cane, just not the other stuff um, that you numb the skin for either a mole removal, uh, tattoo removal, small surgery, and I put it on now before the the. Um, Tattoo removal, which is more excruciating than getting one, and you feel absolutely nothing. And I thought when Luca was three, there was such an emotional distress about getting her vaccinations. I just thought if I could take away her fear of it, maybe she won't have this forever. You know, some kids are petrified because they have a really terrible experience as children, this strange man cowering, you know, going over you with this needle. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to put my tattoo removal cream on her thigh and her arm and put the sticky thing over it. The It's like a glad wrap, uh, but it's all sticky, so it stays on. And she came into the doctor and looked around while he was doing it like nothing was happening didn't to her. Didn't feel it. it. Didn't feel a thing. So Nova last week was due her 12-month shots, which we separated. Um, so it was her second bout because we didn't want to do four in one day. It was probably a bit much for her system, so we did... Two on one day and then two and a half weeks later we did the next two Once she had a second to recover, which I think is quite sensible to do, like four Mm. in one day is a lot for this tiny little thing. Um, So, again, I said to the paediatrician, oh, you're going to laugh at me. He goes, oh, let me guess, Emla? I said, yep. Back at it again with the Emma, and then at the end of it, goes, she, you know, she probably will feel it. You know, this is quite topical. This stuff. She didn't bat an eyelid. I oh, really put one on both thighs, and she just sat there laughing at him, trying to whack him with her pacifier. And he said, "You know what? This is actually good stuff." And I said, "Why don't they give us a packet? Because you can buy in a like a like a band aid kind of form where it's already in the." Uh, gauze part and the sticky and just give us a packet so that half an hour before we rock up to our vaccinations whack it on an arm and a leg and it's perfectly safe to use on kids that age uh, he had no qualms with me is he? I mean if they were having a um, uh, any sort of surgery or anything like that that's what they would use I would assume that like anything you need to do an allergy test, wipe a bit on and see if they get a rash or something and that can be done easily with as with anything, we could be allergic to anything, of course um, but it was it worked to treat, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I've taken the trauma for both of us, yeah, out of this, and it That's made such the a big difference. It? And I wasn't scared driving there because on the way, I'm always looking at a – knowing I'm about to hurt her and I can't believe I, I have to do this to you I'm so sorry and they look at you like you're my protector why are you letting this happen who is this guy it's horrific
2: and then you're going to feel awful for you the next few days afterwards yeah, you
4: cry for the next couple of days go home for a massive bucket of red wine and um <laughs> it's normally horrendous and this time I was like oh my god I think I just worked out, like, a massive vaccine hack. <laughs> yes, what that a is win! so good.
3: So good. I'm
4: definitely going to yeah, try George that. Yeah, George is thinking about that. Oh, well, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, so between that and suppositories, they're my biggest um, thing that I'm like, yes, do this. Every Two one. things yeah. we haven't
2: heard before, which is yeah. great. Brilliant. Holly, thank you so much. I wish you could stay Not the most forever. elegant or glamorous of <laughs> chats, but there you go. Thank That's you. what we want. Thanks, Holly. Thank yeah. you. So, like we do at the end of every podcast, we're going to talk about our five favourite products. G, you're going to kick us off.
3: I am. So, this week, we're going to do like the real game changers, things that make our lives easier as mums. So, I'm going to start with my eye candy, my chair. Now, it is expensive. I think it's like 400 quid. It's ridiculously expensive. But do you know what? I'm so glad I invested in it when Mm. I did because having a high chair in your home, people say to you, oh, you put it, you know, it folds up, you put it away. You don't. It's always out. Mm -hmm. It's always on show. So you do want it to look nice and you don't want something really bulky. So the great thing about the my chair is that it goes from newborn all the way up to like, I think they can be like seven or eight or something in this little like, it's it's like a little rocking chair type thing. So at the moment, mine is low down and it's with like a little little kids table and there's no like straps or front to it. But it goes through different stages. So there's like one with a table. There's one which is almost like a newborn seat then you can have it high you can have it low you can have it as a rocking chair yeah yours is, is
2: completely is, m- multifunctional and yeah. the, the most amount of messages yes yeah, so many get people, people ask like, where is your, your high <laughs> chair from
3: yeah so it is expensive but it is an investment and i definitely think it's a good one and so. i
2: and i also think if you you know if you can't stretch to that um that amount of money just invest in a good high chair yeah. because you are going to be using it you know three or four times every single day and um you don't want something ugly or something that's a bit clunky in 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 your kitchen and fiddly exactly um so my product is going to be the bib with sleeves because i'm currently (laughs) (laughs) kit has suddenly decided that he doesn't want to be spoon fed anymore that he wants to do baby lead weaning which is amazing but also incredibly messy so at home i just literally whip his top off and he just goes for it because i'm i'm all about the mess at home if we're out and about in a restaurant that's not doable so i've got a really um a really great one from M&S actually it was only 9 99 but basically just clips on around the neck and it <laughs> covers up his, all of his arms basically goes down to like the middle of his legs so he can get as much mess on him and it won't affect his great outfit choice for the day <laughs> you don't have
3: to take around five changes of clothes <laughs> um, so for me a buggy is really important mm. um, I, since I've since i had a few buggies since um, I had Axel and this one it doesn't sound like it, you that it, actually <laughs> no I don't change my mind and buy things for the sake of it um, so this is the yeah, Baby Yo-Yo Zen. Or zen Baby Yo-Yo it might be. I'm not sure. But it's the one that can go above the, in the locker, on the plane. It's so lightweight. I just can't believe I didn't know about it before. Because really, it's all you need. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, this has been a game changer for you, Oh hasn't my it?
3: gosh, yeah. Especially living in London. I can literally, like now Axel's like, 13 kilos i can still just pick the buggy up and walk mm. up the stairs on the like when i'm on the tube not it, now though Jean, you're <laughs> pregnant you're not lifting heavy kids, are you do
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got something that's that's been quite good in the house recently it's called the baby jogger city mini gt it's a double um and i just can't get my head around how lightweight it is and i think actually moving from like a proper pram to a buggy yeah. that is just really you know great at maneuvering on the pavements and stuff and also with this one you can go for a jog in it and it's a great little double the kids love it it's really comfy yeah, a good buggy.
3: It is essential.
2: Um, this has been really good for us, actually. Um, this was when we moved Kit out of one of those Angel Care baths that they lie back in. And this is called the Safety First Swivel Bath Seat, which I think is about £14. And it's got these little suctions in the bath, so it's sort of, it sticks to the bath, so he's not going to go anywhere. And he just sits up in it. So, I've
3: seen it on your stories. <sighs> it looks really good. He just
2: loves it because he feels like he's sitting up with his sister. And he can sit up, but I'm always a bit concerned yeah. about him falling over in the bath so this is like a great transition to getting rid of the bath completely and it's super cheap
3: and this one is not just one product but it's basically just having all your baby essentials in one place it's a good because, mum hack yeah you never know when you're, your baby's gonna get like you know be teething in the night and you don't want to not have your amber sole at hand you never know when they're gonna get cold and you need your cowpole humidifier you never know when you, they're gonna have a temperature and you need your brawn in-ear thermometer do you know what i mean it's just having all of the those things and knowing those things that work for you and making sure you always have them
2: yeah it's a really good tip you can use like a I, I guess like a sponge bag or something yeah, that you, just you've got just anything. put them all in there yeah. keep them by, close by you know by. where they are yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's, that is our number one mum hack
2: that's a good, good mum hack from G there um, listen that is it for this week thank you so much for listening um, and as per usual if you have liked what you heard today please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast if you fancy giving us um, a nice big five star that would be nice five star only five stars please <laughs> um, we're going to be back next week with more more talk from us uh, and you can also get in touch with us if you want to anytime at made by mamas on our instagram or mine at zoe hardman and we will see you then